Hello folks, uh, welcome to tonight's Gallant Few Rangers podcast, I'm your host Andrew Stewart and with me is our friend in the Netherlands, it is David Tomlinson, how are you my man? Yeah great, thanks, uh, play for the two of us tonight Andrew, so we're maybe Shona will be coming on but uh, we don't know that yet, but uh, well if I go into the weather it's not very good here, it's, uh, it's going to be very very slippy later and so I've got to take the dogs out so my neighbour has already warned me that I'll go outside. I have to be very, very careful because it's a nice rink. So I'll be looking forward to that one. Yeah, our football podcast. We might end up turning into an ice hockey podcast, uh, depending yeah. on the weather where you are. Um, hello to our, our listeners live and people listening to it back. Uh, hello, chat. All the, all the usuals in tonight. That's good to see. Um, tonight, I, we'll just kind of... We have a small kind of script to go on and we'll try and ramble our way through. It's kind of that kind of limbo period with the start of the kind of mid-season, pre-season, warm weather, uh, warm weather training. So we'll just kind of go over what, what's kind of been happening. Nothing too exclusive uh, this, this Thursday evening show. Um, we'll have a little bit more to talk about on Sunday with the, the game obviously being played uh, over there in Spain, which um, if you haven't seen, uh, will be live on Rangers YouTube channel from 3pm UK time. Um, so I'll make I'll, I certainly will be making sure to tune in. So I'm hoping you will all be doing the same. Um, we'll start tonight just with a kind of we're going to go off of a wee bit of what you would have heard in the Daily News show, and I, I hate to act like Colin here, but you know our Daily News show. If you're interested in extra Rangers content, uh, just a pound a month you can get a Daily Show. Is it what it, is? it says? Does what it says in the tin every every morning you'll get the morning show. David, you've done a couple of shows. Colin usually does them. Um, David Pollock usually Bill's usually on them. Um, so let's the the, the gallant few podders chipping in to do the daily news show. So if you're interested in that, a pound a month. We'll crack on with news that's kind of already broken this week. Um, we'll, we'll kind of continue and give our kind of final thoughts. I've not been on the pod since it's happened, but um, Sam Lammers has left the club on loan until the end of the season um, to Utrecht. David, as I said, I've, I've not been on the pod. To me. I don't know if Clement is getting rid of Sam long term. I know it's just a loan and he'll be back at the end of the season for us to make up our mind with. But to me, I think he's getting them out of the firing line. I think he's had a, a very poor start to his, his life as a Ranger. Uh, I'm not saying that they can't come back from it, but uh, it's not been brilliant. Uh, do you think a loan's probably the best option for him currently, if, especially if we wouldn't have been able to get him out of the club permanently so early into his big Rangers contract? You know, he's a, he's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? He's, a, he's a sort of a... He <laughs> looks as if there's a player in there, but it just never seems to, to get to the top. And I actually feel very sorry for him because he looks a really nice guy. He looks like, he looks like the, the sort of a guy you want to be your, your girlfriend, next door's neighbour, you know, sort of a thing. And, yeah, I, I really feel sorry for him. Uh, it's not just this club, it's not just Rangers that he's sort of a field at. He's, he's went to Italy, he, he's sort of a field there. He's sitting on the bench most of the time, not getting games. Then he, he took a loan to Germany and he sat on the bench there and had very, got very, very little game time. So obviously thinking, although he's got one thing, he's got a European uh, Cup winner's medal uh, or European League Cup winner's medal 
uh, which which of the Rangers players haven't got. So he's got something to boast about there, Thanks I suppose. Thanks for reminding us there, David. Thanks for reminding us there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, he's, he's went there. Now, I really like the manager at Utrecht. Uh, Ron Jans, he's called. He's just taken over this year. He was at the FC20 last year, I think, or the year before. And done very well with FC20. I really like him as a manager. In fact, I wanted him to come to Rangers when at the time before Gerard came. I was I was hoping that Ron Yance would take over at Ibrox. But uh, that obviously that didn't happen and it's it's a way past now. I was reading um a few Utrecht forums last night and it was quite funny. They're expecting Sam to give them at least twelve goals this season. Which I thought, well, he's hardly done that all, all his career, 12 goals. So I don't know why you're expecting all of a sudden to get 12 goals from him. But um, no, I hope he does well. And uh, yeah, I can only wish him wish him all the best. And I'll, I'll obviously keep an eye on him. Uh, it gives me a, a good reason to, to have a look at Utrecht when they're, when they're playing in the Eredivisie. I found it funny when you've got the, the moon howlers suggesting there's been a deal struck because uh Castora, the shirt sponsors for Utrecht, as well as Rangers. So I, I was I was funny reading into some really, really poor conspiracy theories. Um well, I, I, one th- one thing a good thing about it, um Andrew, if I can say, is that Rangers haven't gave given them the choice to to buy them at the end end up. And that means that it's in our hands. We can ask if he plays brilliant, we can ask a higher fee, obviously. If, if, if he doesn't, then then we can bring him back and we can let, loan him out somewhere else. We've still got the ball in our hands now, and I think that was a good move for Rangers. Yeah, I think that was, a lot of people were, were uh, celebrating the fact he was gone, which I found a bit, you know, poor. Um, but yeah, it's a, we, we could have seen it coming with the kind of cheers when he gets subbed off the park and stuff like that. Um but I was quite to mention to those kind of people that it's not a permanent deal, it's a loan. They don't have an option to buy in there, so he'll be at least coming back at the end of the season. Whether or not we then ship him out permanently, it's up to the club. But, you know, if he goes he goes to the Eredivisie, put some, some good performances, he'll be welcome back. I mean, gives him, gives him some time to clear his head, have a second crack at it and see see what he can do. Um, so best of luck to him. Um as you say, I, I, he's a nice. He seems like he's a nice guy. Um, just one of those things. It's just not really worked out for him so far. Um, I don't but, know if you. I don't know if you seen the can, cartoon uh, yesterday, Andrew. They had uh, a picture of the Utrecht f- uh, Field Stadium, and at one side they had a goal, the full length or the full breadth of the oh. park, <laughs> and it was like a, a lot higher than it normally should have been. And it says Utrecht, get ready for for Sam Lammers. That's where Kent should be looking at United deal if that's the case. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the patent pending step over cup inside and put it into Rose Ed, um, that Ryan <laughs> Kent was famous for. Um, sticking on signings uh, or signing news, um, there was a, a kind of interesting name chucked around. There's a few times I've heard these names kind of being chucked around when the, the Rangers kind of transfer window rolls round. This time, I guess, there was a bit of extra punch to it as the nationality of our manager aligns with him. Mitchie Batshuayi, who, on paper, the a pretty decent CV. He's been around some of the top leagues in Europe, won some nice silverware. Um, 30 years old, seems to be doing pretty decent. And he's, uh, 
in Turkey, maybe just not managing to grab the starting shot, but I think it's Edin Dzeko is the person who's keeping him out of that team. So that's not really much shame in that, to be fair. Um, he, was in, he was kind of linked with a move. I think his contract's up at the end of the season. But uh, the club were quite quick to shut that rumour down. It's been interesting that, that a lot of these kind of um, names have been chucked out. There was, was a South African boy today that was uh, that was playing in Sweden. Um a winger who looked quite quite decent on looking at his stats, but that was then quickly uh, shot down by the club as well. There's been a there's been a couple of players. I think it, let me just pull up. It was the Rangers review, uh, Rangers Journal. Sorry, they put up a kind of list of the players that the club haven't been so quick to to shoot down, um, which I, th- I think you can maybe start to read into a wee bit more. Um, I'll I'll give you these players uh, one after the other. See if you if any of these are will. Uh, well, you can if you have any thoughts on them generally. Um, I'll start because I've seen something about Clement signings at his previous teams. He he, he has meant he is he's found a a kind of hotbed of talent in the kind of African players he's signed across his clubs, uh, Monaco and in Belgium, and and Emmanuel Dennis has has been a player that's been linked with us. I think it would be. I think there was anything. I think he's on loan now. So I think I would have been heading to a pre-contract. He falls into the category of he was quite decent a few years ago, but his he's kind of scoring and his assists have fallen off a little bit. Are, are you kind of? I've seen a few of these guys. I don't know how I feel about these guys who are supposed to be the the reclamation projects of he was good a few years ago. Can we get him back to that? What's your kind of thoughts on that kind of transfer policy? Well, it seems it seems to be the players we're we're going for. And it's the same with uh, you said his name. They're 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 so good, and uh, I've I've been the, the daily news. I've been murdering it the whole year. But it's Shui Shui. It's the same as as him actually. Yeah. He's been to so many clubs where he's, he's not. He, he's he's actually his his stats for goals and assists are really good. But he's never uh, been able to be the first top player. He's always come off the bench, or uh, and this seems to be the, the sort of a player we're going for. And yeah, I've only watched. Uh, I've only watched. I can't. I can't even remember the um, Dennis. What, what what club is it? He's come from. He was. He's going to what come from. He? he was at a lot standard age, but he's kind of been around the place. I maybe get my players mixed up. But he was more. He'd had time with Clement in Belgium. Um, he made a big move to Watford, I think it was, a few years ago in the Premier League. He, don't get me wrong, he, he had a real vein of form in the Premier League, which is which was quite... He was a good player at that time, a kind of high-touted player. It was quite a decent move. I think it was something like £16 million they'd paid for him. But um, he's kind of not lived up to that tag and he's kind of dropped down. I think he was in Istanbul, Bashikshir for a while. Um, he's... I mean, if it's, I, I get the, there's always a nice thought of, well, he was £60 million four years ago, can we get eight if he does well at Rangers? Can we get seven or something like that back? Can we can we get his transfer value back up? Um, I've just, I, he, Club Bruges, he was, he was there with, with, um, with Philip Clement. He had a, a stint in Colne where he didn't do very well, but, he then went to Watford, ten goals in thirty-three games. Um, 
was had a bit of time at Nottingham Forest and has most recently been at Bishikshire in Turkey. Um, he's, he's dynamic, he's pretty fast, uh, but he's really kind of... I don't want to say he's living off of that season at Watford, but if that's, that's probably the benchmark where you're wanting to get him back to. Uh, I don't know about that one, to be honest. It was an interesting name to be linked with because it was a name I, I kind of remembered from his time at Watford, but you're talking... Uh, that was he's he's been a bit good season was two thousand twenty one twenty two season so a couple a couple of seasons ago now, um, another name that was kind of in that similar vein of form the kind of prem team link was Stephen Alzati, uh, I'll be butchering that I'm sure I think it's Colombian so there'll be some pronunciation frustration there for me um, he falls into that category of maybe the SEMA kind of category where. Brighton have done what Brighton do. They've picked a, a player that goes with their player trading model. Um, we're seeing we're reaping the benefits of that with Seema. He's been really solid for us this season. Um, but it doesn't really look like it's been working out for Alzati. I'm going to go with Alzati. I'll come back to it. It's probably going to be wrong. But he's the one that was at Standard Liège. I was incorrect. He's made a kind of handful of appearances. I think 2019-20 had 19 appearances. 20, uh, 20, season 2021, 20, 15 appearances, 21, 22, had nine, and he's been loaned out this season to Standard Liège. He, uh, he, well, he was at Standard Liège uh, last season and this season on loan. Um, he falls into that kind of category again, that the reclamation, uh, Brighton, you know, they, they have a, an eye for a player. Um, are we piggybacking off of their homework um, and hoping that we can find a star? Um I don't know about kind of centre mid. I don't think that's our priority, uh, especially with some of the positions we'll talk about with maybe Ridvan and Barisic at left back being more of a priority. Is centre mid really a, prior, a place we should be looking to strengthen at the moment? Well, I, I definitely do. I think, yeah. I mean, I suppose you could say we've, we've, we've got Lundstrom there at the moment. Um, we've also got Raskin. Uh, to come, who's just coming back, uh, Jack? <laughs> you never know whether he's coming back or whether he's not coming back. I believe he has training at the moment, yeah. so hopefully he'll be he 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 will be back. If you look at it in that context, then we could probably go to the end of the season with what we've got, and I suppose you could put Lawrence in there as well. Uh, I, I think Lawrence is on the plane, so I take it he's training as well at the moment. So I, I would imagine that we could get by at the end of the season, till the end of the season. The thing is, if it is bettering the players that we've got, then I would be all for it. But if, if it's just that, and I looked at, I, I looked at this boy's um, Azati, uh, his, his YouTube films, as we do, and he looked, uh, he looked a really good player. He looked quite quick. He looked... Um, he could get past players quite easily, the way he looked, and he looked a really good player. Is he an upgrade in Raskin? I don't know. Is he, is he an upgrade in Lundstrom? Well, I think I'm an upgrade in Lundstrom, to be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> How am I surprised you would say that? <laughs> but, um, no, no, Lundstrom's been good the last few the last few weeks, although not been great. It's, uh, but... Uh, if he's an upgrade, then then I would say yeah, go for it, because we definitely need an upgrade. That's for sure. And 
whether whether he is that up there, I don't know. As I say, we've got. I'm, I'm still a Lawrence fan. I know a lot of people have written Lawrence off, and I'm still a Lawrence fan at the moment. He's 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 had a bad injury. He's come back. Then you can really sit and wait that they get a a, a sort of a muscle injury. Yeah, in the in, in the, the script. Yeah, so I was I was really quite expecting that, and hopefully that he, he can now go into a, a run of games where we get the benefit of him because I think Lawrence is a really really good player, and I think he made a big difference. And the, the player that surprised me as well, the last few games when he came on was Dowell. Uh, I was going to mention. I, I, you know, I really but... thought Dowell played really well, and, and especially the first game he played in, it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant, and uh, he really ran that show. So, I've, there is a lot out of players in the midfield, but I still think we need that Barry Ferguson type of player the first time round. Then I'll say where he can put his foot in the ball, where he can, he can pass, he can move, he, and pass again. I think that's the kind of player that we, we miss that runs the midfield. And if Azati is that player, then I would say bring him in. If he's not, if he's just another um, same as what we've got, but just filling numbers, then yeah, no, well, I'd say we don't need him at this minute. I think we're, I, to be fair, I think we're kind of covered at the moment. I think, as you said, Tom Lawrence, I think it's, it's a shame for him. I mean, he really has just hit that injury bug he's been he's in the games we've seen him he's been quite sharp I think when he came back from his injury before re-injuring um, this time he maybe was had a bit of rust which is obviously normal he, he'd only played something like six games at the club and then had that big Achilles injury I think it was that led to a calf or something like that Um, he came back from that he looked a wee bit rusty a wee bit unsure of himself I think his first touch was a wee bit poor in those games but obviously, time off. I mean, you get a pass for that easily. I think uh, you are definitely right. I think it definitely wasn't helped by the fact that we were so short of bodies in the midfield that as soon as Lawrence was about 80% fit, we probably just chucked him in and said, we'll try and get by with him. He's re-injured himself. Yeah, yeah he was on, I think, the Rangers social media team put their pictures of the teams on the bikes today and Jack and, and Lawrence were were pictured there, so if he's if he's getting back into training, that's good news. Same with Jacko. Jack again, a player I like, but just can't seem to stay fat. That's just the way it is. Um, I'll I'll go you one more, and I'll go you one even further back. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dill, but I'd be interesting to see what role Yanis Hadji will play under the new the new manager whenever he comes back from his loan. I think uh, me and Colin are the last two in the kind of Rangers Yanis Hadji official supporters club. Um, we we still hold out for him to be a talent. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I think alone is probably the a controversial one. I think, <laughs> especially with uh, Bill being out the door within the month. I think it was or something like that. Um, it just there seemed to be a falling out between those two. Um, I wonder if he'll still have a chance under the new manager. That would be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm not too bothered about Alzati. Um. If it, again he gets he gets the pass that everyone gets if you sign for Rangers then you get I'm gonna love you either way because you're a Rangers player and we'll see what happens. Um I'll move on to a winger, uh Dutch. Okay, um, just come in there, Andrew. I, 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 I really 
Are you alright, Hadji? Mm. I think he's a good player. But I really doubt whether he'll ever wear a Rangers, play, a Rangers shirt again. I don't think we'll bring him back. Uh, I, I think we will try and, and finish this loan period and then I think we will try and get some money for him. I very much doubt whether Clement will bring him back, but that's just my vision of it. But, and I'm, I I'm certainly don't think that I think Hadji's a good player, but I just don't know whether where he'll fit in the system that Clement wants to play. And yeah, I, 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 I just don't see it. I just don't see him coming back and, and being a Rangers shirt again. Does he fall into one of those where I think somebody said that when with a red van being linked away, he'll be a good player. He just won't be a good Rangers player. Is, yeah. is, it seems yeah. to be that kind of he doesn't have the the extra added kind of mental fortitude or commitment. I don't know what it is that you need to be a, a talent at uh, Rangers more than anything. Um, it's a it's a weird one. Somebody will need to study that and have a big kind of a book released on why players that are would be so good everywhere else just don't have that next mental kind of uh, ability to make them a star here. That's it. You just mentioned a point. I don't know where you were going to go on to Red Van as a as a as a uh, agenda point. But everybody everybody's saying we I, I even came away with it today on the on the daily news. Everybody's saying that he's going that and that he's in talks with um Verona mm. and seemingly seemingly now Torino's been added to that list all of a sudden. Um, and everybody's saying that oh, three million. The, the, the more the most we'll get is three million. I totally disagree with that. I, I I think a team will pay what they want for that player, and they might not even they might not even want to pay three million for that. Then then they won't buy them. And that's the thing. If if they if they want that player enough, they'll pay what Rangers want. And if they don't want them enough, then then they won't. It's as simple as that. And it might be three million. I don't know, but I think to just go. I I mean, I really think it's the newspapers that stir this up. If if you look at Rangers players, the newspapers are full. Oh, he's worth uh, he's worth a million. He's worth two million. Go to the other side of the city. He's worth 20, ten million. He's worth fifteen million. And that's just the way that this works. And it, it's the way. Uh, unfortunately, we've had over. We've had talked about it before, they've got their pawns in places and it's all down to making Rangers as little as possible and making Celtic as big as possible and I'm afraid that's way but, and I just disagree that, uh, that Red Van is 3 million and that's it, they'll, if they want them they'll pay what, what Rangers want I just want a, a quick kind of look into the kind of comments and I've just seen um yeah, Aldo, thanks for bringing it up. I did see it. I just wanted to let David finish his point there. Uh, Jim Sloan, um, top, top gent. That's great stuff, mate, honestly. Um, yeah, a great contributor to this podcast and uh, your message there, obviously, in, in the chat. <laughs> we, we, we know Caroline from uh, always being active in, in the comments, so that that's, that's top from you. And um, obviously... One of our our, our long term listeners there, Caroline. I won't. Uh, it's good that you're you're keeping our keeping our kind of uh, name popping up in the chat because obviously she's she's a uh, 
She's uh, she's been with uh, in the comments. Obviously, every kind of live show, a great kind of uh, always always see her popping up. Um, so it's it's good that you're keeping that going. Um, I know a lot of the the, the guys are chucking up their messages now. Um, it's uh, good stuff for Mark and our community. But as, as you said, we always say when things like this kind of happen. Uh, the Rangers family, we know what we we are. We, we know what the the best in the the business and. Uh, we don't forget our own, so that's some some real good stuff, uh, Jim, uh, and uh, everybody else who's uh, who's keeping our name going um, for the because obviously she would have been here always, always watching the shows. So uh, it's good, some good stuff, guys, uh, and uh, obviously, uh, it, oh, I'm kind of I don't know really where to go with this kind of stuff. I'm I'm 21. I don't know where to kind of go with that kind of these kind of things happen. Um, you wouldn't see me on the news. Uh, You'll be any... watching from up above, Andrew. Yes, very good, very good point there. Um, the absent friends. Um, that's a very good one as well. Um, so that that's but that is as I said that's to to you guys the regulars, your Jim Sloans, Aldo's, Ian's, all all stuff. You know, all you all you guys. You know who you are. You're always here. That's your kind of job now is to keep our name going. Um, so that's 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 where we go from here, guys. Uh, so that's great stuff. Ah, right. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, a kind of uh, break there. We were. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to then go back to football because football seems very kind of small in comparison, doesn't it? Um, but um, to to go back to kind of. Uh, I know that she would want to be talking about her, her team, obviously. Um, we'll talk about uh, a Dutch forward, um, winger, um, which uh, we've needed for a long time, I feel like. Uh, I still think we haven't had a proper winger tandem since Daniel Kandias left. Um, that's That's been a good few years now. I think it was the year before, uh, the year... Uh, it's maybe second Gerard season. I can't. I can't remember the times off the top of my head. But it's been a good while now since he's left the club. I think he's still playing actually. But Million Manhoof, I want to say again Dutch, so you'll have a better pronunciation on it than me. He's been linked with us. Um, a twenty-two-year-old. Um, so again, I, I I like to cling on to these players that are slightly older than me, which is annoying when you go to the B team games and you get Bailey Rice, who's still in high school and uh, running the game, and you think. The dream is well and truly over. It's never going to happen. Um, but 22-year-old, he has been playing for Fatis uh, in, in the Eredivisie for a good few seasons. Now. He kind of made his professional debut in the 2020-21 season, so he would have been a lot younger, um, kind of bursting onto the scene. Um, 11 games that season, 15 the year next, 33 the, the year after that, and so far 15 games this season, four goals. Seems to be quite a dynamic winger. Is this uh, a player or... Maybe we'll see with Winger. Is the Winger at the top of your shopping list? He is a player that's been named that excites me the most. Vitesa, uh, not Vitesa. <laughs> Vitesa, they, uh, unfortunately, they have said he's not for sale at this in this window. But I really hope that Rangers resolve is uh is enough to tease him away because I really think this is a this is a boy that, that that's really good. 
I, I only I, I I know him a bit from the, the watching the Dutch games, but looking at the, the YouTube films as normal. He reminds me of the old type of 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 real winger, the dribbler. Players like uh, Willie Henderson, like Jimmy Johnson, that type of player, uh, not that big, but he, he can he can really quick in, in small spurts, and that's he, he really looks a good player to me. And yeah, he's got for a small guy, he's he's got really a lot of um, body. He doesn't get shoved out of the way easily. And I just really think he's a, he's the one I would love to see coming in. From all the names that have been mentioned, he's the one I would love to see coming in. But as I said, Vitesse are sticking their, their feet and the, their heels in the ground a bit because obviously they're facing relegation. And they're saying that if, if they sell him, then the, the chances are that they will be relegated. So that's what they think of him. The one thing that does worry me is that there's not a lot of Dutch interest in, in him, to be honest with you. You would think Ajax and Feyenoord uh, would be would be all over them, but I suppose I mean Feyenoord I mean, they've got wine is it wine dollar what you what you call them they've they've, they've got quite a lot of a wingers so uh, and Feyenoord they've just bringing in a winger from South America I think so it is possible that they're just and obviously PSV have got the boy Wang. Yeah, is a, is a winger. No, so, so maybe maybe they they obviously class these players higher than uh, than uh, Manhoof, and so yeah, the the thing is, uh, I don't know whether whether you've you've looked up on him, but his his father is a a world champion kickboxer, and uh, really, really really good kickboxer, a world champion kickboxer. And he he was kickboxing since he was two and a half. He said, and he stopped. He, he was kickboxing up till he was fourteen, where he was uh, the Dutch champion kickboxer for that age. I would take it that it was. And he said in an interview, I watched an interview with him, and he said that he was going to play football until he was thirty. And then he was going to go into training and try and win the world championship uh, kickboxing. So that was his ambition: to stop playing football at thirty years old and then go on trying to try to get world champion kickboxer. So that's the the side of him. So I don't think many many players will be trying to get pick a fight with him anyway, Andrew. <laughs> See, this is what you get with a gallant. You don't get it, that kind of. Insider knowledge anywhere else in any other podcast on YouTube or on our kind of Rangers community. Um, that's quite an interesting one, especially if you if you add him in January, that means you've got Borna Barisic, who will make you somehow commit suicide with two bullet shots to the back of the head. Um, we'll see that. We'll not go into what else his dad does, and then you've got a, a, a former world champion kickboxer. Um, yeah, certainly not a team to be messed with, but you know the daily record will pull in some Rangers or a bunch of thugs comment or something like that. You know, um, I think he looks quite a decent player, um, a young dynamic winger. Is this Christmas? Do I need to punch myself? Is this what is this what we're looking at now? Because this is what I'm interested in. But um, it'd be, I think that'd be quite a decent move, especially I, I think um, Sean saying 
the Rangers review said something about the Ajax and PSVR that aren't okay, looking at them just yet. So if we could be that team that goes in between and we get some nice money off of one of those two big teams in Holland, then we'll take that. I mean, that is a player trading model. If that's what, if that's what we're interested in, that, that falls directly into that category. If you spend three or four and you get 10 or 11 or something like that, then that's that's some good good business. Um, the last one we'll stick in. That's, that's exactly what we're wanting, Andrew. We're yeah. wanting to beat Ajax to these players and in, in, in PSV, and we want to beat them. That that's that's why we we brought in uh, a director of football recruitment. Yep. Uh, so as we could get these type of players, that has got knowledge of these type of players. So I, I don't take that as a negative, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we'll be. I, I, I'm the same. I think that's. Because that's exactly if we if we're committing to this model, that's what you want to do. You want to beat the big teams because as soon as they go there, that's them struck off of our transfer list for the next seven eight years until maybe they're twenty eight and they've maybe taken a, a wrong transfer and ended up back to looking for a club that will maybe get them into Europe. Um, but I think it's perfect to strike early. We can't go on being a a pension money for. Old players from teams that are players that have been good and are not not playing good anymore. We've got to get in to these young younger types of guys and bring them up. Keep them for for I mean I suppose the perfect way is to keep them for two years, give them a new contract to, uh, uh, for another four year contract, and then sell them after another two years when they're about when they're about twenty twenty six. That that that's the way we should be working. Then we've got the strongest part of them and we're getting money, good money for them as well. That's the way I think we should be working. Aye, I'd agree with that. We'll stick. Uh, lastly, from our kind of, the ones I've got here, the Rangers Journal, we're talking about um, Heiss Small. What's your rating out of 10 there, Davey, on that, that pronunciation? Oh, well, it's a good try. It's a good, good try. I take that. I studied French in school. <laughs> I didn't do Dutch or, or uh, Spanish or anything. I, I, I did French, so that's. I was happy with Philippe Clement getting his right pronunciation. Uh, I think Fiona called him Philip Clement once. Uh, uh, Philip, at least, in that in the French part of me, uh, wasn't too pleased. But uh, yeah, that's where my expertise is done there. Uh, I'll give you English names and a bit of French, but that's about it in terms of pronunciation. Um, Yes, left back. We kind of spoke about Borna and Redvan. Borna's contracts are obviously up at the end of the season. There was a wee tiny bit of news that could have linked us to, or suggested that we would be interested in, in extending that and just keeping Red, uh, Borna until the end of his career. I think that would probably end up being. I don't know if that's where we're gonna if we are going that way. It would be interesting. I, I certainly like Borna, so there's nothing wrong with that in my head if he's gonna be your experienced left back. But he certainly won't be at the number one for me. Um this guy he looks like he's ticking a lot of boxes. He certainly looks pretty decent. Um from what I've seen of him. He's, he's uh his production from left back's decent, uh, which is the line straight into our kind of style of play with the kind of attacking wing backs, I suppose it is. We have seen a kind of uptake in Ridvan Yomaz's performances in the last couple of weeks, whether that's the classic putting yourself in the short window performances, I couldn't tell you. Um, what is interesting, though, is that Ridvan 
has travelled with the team to Spain. He was pictured in training yesterday, I believe, which would maybe lead to suggest that a deal that has been linked isn't as close as you might think. I know there's been a lot of talk that a lot of teams are interested and they're going to perform, they're going to put forward a, a, an offer, but I mean, we've seen it. The, the Sam Lammers deal kind of just came together in the, in the space of maybe two or three days and he didn't travel to, with the squad and that was kind of like the last nail in the coffin, but he has travelled, which is a... Uh, goes against that kind of uh, style of thinking that if you're not going to stay, then you're not coming with us, um, which is interesting. Do you think that, I think it's FC20, uh, you were, so, yeah, I'm sure you're, you said you were kind of more clued up on um, that he, he is, uh, he's with currently. Um, what's your kind of thoughts on Hey Small? Hey Small, that's only Small. <laughs> it's only, if it was small, there would be two A's, I think, on it. So, um Heis, uh, Smalt, he's, I've, I've asked my, my, I obviously come from the, the, the 20 area, uh, I, I live just over the border in Germany, but 20 is the nearest football team to me, and I asked all my, my good friends about him, and they said he's a really good player, really, really excellent player, he had 10 assists last year, so he, he's a, uh, which was probably which was the highest one of the highest in the era division at that time, I think. So he, he really really looks a really good player. I seen a bit about him this this morning, and the, the, the it was a, a a Dutch podcaster that was on somewhere, and he said, well, he's not going to be a player that's that's going to be great in Germany, the top teams in Germany, or the top teams in in uh, Italy, or the top teams anywhere uh, in the in the big five. So, yeah, but, yeah, none of our players, I don't think, are going to be in, in, at that level anymore. We're not going to be paying 80 million or, or, or 70 million for players anymore. This guy is a six, seven million player and he's out of contract. He's 26 year old. I don't think there will be a great sell on for him after, after we, we use him. But if we can if we can get the best out of him, he is a good defender. If we can get the best out of him for three, four years and then sell him on for maybe just slightly less than we, we brought in from, then uh, then we've at least got a, a few good years of, of his he's at his strongest point just now, twenty six year old. I mean that's uh, that's his strongest. Twenty have offered him a new contract. But as far as I know, he has also refused to sign that. So he's, he's virtually wanting away. We wait to the summer. We get him for nothing. If we if we take him now, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the normal fee is, about a million, a million and a half, I think, for, the, for these kind of things. But as far as I know, he, 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 has, he won't sign it. He doesn't want, really want to sign a contract for FC20. He came from Fallen Dam originally. Uh, to twenty, and I, I think he's a real good player. I think I, I think we're, of all the 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 left, well, we've got we've got a few good left backs. Obviously, the American guy he, he's fell away. Uh, Kai Wagner, he's he's fell away because he signed a new contract. And then we've got Frederick Uppergaard was uh, was mentioned for left back as well. Now I looked at his uh, during the week. I looked at his injury. Uh, list and it's absolutely shocking 
is uh, he's old boy's only twenty one and he's hardly played any games. If you look at his, his injury list, it's uh, hundred and four days, eighty days, seventy days, uh, one maybe once or twice, eight days, ten days, and then back up to sixty days. So and he's only twenty one, as I say. So I I would be staying well clear of him. Although he might be a PSV's told him he can go, he's to find a club, so he'll be he will be leaving PSV. Another guy, of course, that this mentioned uh, is Owen Beck. Yep. Uh from Dundee, who I thought was a, a really good player as well. And <laughs> to be honest with you, if um if Red Van and Borna went and we brought in Beck and Pai <laughs> Smile, then uh, I would be a very happy man, I think. <laughs> Uh, it wouldn't be lovely if you could just sign all the players you want. That, that, being the Man City is very enviable. We can just go. So can we just talk about the price tag? Okay, we'll have them uh, and not even have to think about it. It's such a, such a, a lovely place to be in the world of football. Um, I, I honestly hadn't... I, I like to... I pride myself on knowing the, the, other, the other teams in the league. Um, and I honestly didn't pay enough attention to Owen Beck. I've... I've quickly been laughed at um from a lack of knowledge of him. Um I think I seen it was like Clyde won they put him in their kind of signings of the season. Um it's just funny because he's now gone back to Liverpool. We had half a season and he's one of the signings of the season. Um I think it'd be difficult. I think it was something like Klopp had said he's having a real eye on he has a real eye on him and the uh, it was in their plans to recall him. I don't know if, how much about that is true because I know they have a horrific injury list when it comes to left back. I think they they were playing. Um, they've got some youngsters that can maybe fill in other right backs. They've got Bradley and they've got Ramsey. Um, two youngsters. I think Bradley played the right back and against Arsenal. And I think yeah, I think he got booked. I think there was a lot of talk that he's, he's quite a booking merchant. Um, but I think there was talk that he would be in Klopp's plans at least until I think February is when they get Robertson back. I want to say, um, so I don't know how much how much of a chance we've got there, which is a shame because he certainly. I mean, that's the players you want if they if they're proving they can play at our level, then let's get them in. But um, I mean, that that's a nice thought to have. But when you mentioned Lauren Shanklin because he can do things at our level, that seems to divide opinion. Um, <laughs> I know there's been a lot of talk about Shanklin. I've seen it in the comments. Um, he wasn't somebody I had in the list tonight because we talked about oh. him so much. Um, the other one, Andrew, just sorry to did before you go on to Shanklin, is just staying at the left back position. Of course, you have Doig, who oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. who is uh, who is a sort of a splitting decision as well. Yeah. I, I, I looked. I was looking at his his record tonight just before we we came on. Actually, just when I was sitting doing nothing, mm-hmm. and actually he missed a whole lot of 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 the. The season last season, I think he missed from game thirty to game thirty-eight with injury. Then he missed the, this the, the beginning of this season. I think he missed the first two. Then he played a a, a number of games, uh, mostly just part of the game. And then he's been sitting on the bench quite a lot. So he hasn't played that since the, the midway through last season. He hasn't really played that many games either. So I, I mean, they're 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 they're, they're all coming away with. Six seven million as as well to bring him in. Yeah. I I would really argue the amount of games he's played in the last year is he is he worth that kind of money? Ah, that's that's the question. That's the 
he's our player and you're going to have to pay us to get rid of him. Uh, I like Josh Doig. I said that in, in our uh, our Christmas wish list video. Um, if you've not seen it, go back. There was some good names chucked out there. It's actually Mason's name, and I will I will continue to grab onto it and agree with him um, because I completely forgot about him. But as soon as he said the name, I went, ah, yes, Josh Doig. I remember. I don't even remember what game specifically it was. It was just a game where we played Hibs. and I think I don't know how it how it ended up, but it was one on one with Barisic. And you take into account, I spoke a good couple of years ago, so Doig was a couple of years younger again. And uh, he made Bonner look kind of, like, weak. And it was like, it's, actually, it's quite talented for a guy that age to... Just Bonner was doing quite well for us, like, playing in Europe, obviously. And and he was making it look like quite a decent battle between them. And then and once you add in Scottish, so nobody kind of gives him the full kind of credit. And then, yeah, then add in, he was a young player. Um it was certainly a good performance from that day, and he's uh, one of those players that's kind of made that move to Italy. Your Lewis Ferguson, your Aaron Hickey's, um, no, maybe maybe not worked out the same way as Hickey, who then went on to being in the Prem. And Lewis Ferguson's had a couple of captain appearances for his team. Um, so yeah, it's another name. I certainly want. I'm certainly happy that we're chucking a lot of these kind of names out there, which is, I suppose is good work on our director of football recruitment. Uh, part um which is I mean that's what we want him to do. It's exact this is exactly what we brought him in to do. I'm just trying to think who who else we can I seen one today I put I put it in our group chat earlier. I don't know how kind of um how well well vetted the comment was um that was saying about Ryan Gold. Uh, he was one I brought up personally in the kind of Christmas wish list video. If with you know the Euros in the summer I don't know what it is. There's something between Ryan Gold and Steve Clark that is just keeping Clark from even giving him a chance for Scotland, which is difficult given the fact that Gold's like a, a two-year-in-a-row player of the year for the Vancouver Whitecaps. He, and I know you'll say, because I, I think you said at the time during that video, it's the MLS, so you want it to be, that's not an area we should be looking at. But if he's a good player in the MLS, he should be squishing the league, and his his goal and assists contributions would prove he's doing that. But and you think, well, Scottish quarter, but Euros is coming up. He'll be wanting to to put on a put himself in that kind of squad. Um, so I I, I think it would be an interesting deal. The only issue is with the way the MLS season is, his contract is up at the end of the next season, which is next December. Um, because of the way they, they, they run their season. His season's finished already. He's not played since the start of November. But uh, his contract's up next December. So it'd be, we'd be looking at trying to get a cut price deal. But it just depends how cut that price is. If it, if it's even something that the White Caps would even look at. Because I think he might actually have had the captain's armband on for a good portion of this season. So that would be one that would be difficult. But one I would be certainly asking the question of. That's, I mean, that's the point. You kind of get if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle. So may as well ask the question. That's that's for sure, Andrew. But the one what 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 worries me? I can't I can't remember who was it. Was it the United he played for in the Scotland? I'm not sure. Well, he was originally at Dundee United. He has a big move to yeah. Portugal. He then a couple of years down the line had a short stint at Hibs, which didn't quite work out. But I think that was a new Lennon Hibs. A new Lennon attacking midfielders are quite an interesting prospect. Uh, you see, the, the thing is, uh, what, what worries me is why at such a young age you you disappear over to the MLS and 
as, as I've said before, M in, in my eyes, MLS is walking football. It's uh, it's really, really low standard of football from what I've seen of it. Uh, I haven't seen an awful lot of it, but when uh, when we're looking for Sifuentes, uh, that's the way it looked to me. And if you see the way Sifuentes played when he first came in, it certainly, certainly, certainly proves that point because uh, he, he was strutting about as if it was as if it was walking football. So that that's my sort of a low, uh, sort of a people that come from the MLS. I mean, I know there's probably been a good 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 few players came from there. I mean, Rangers had uh, had had one. I can't uh, his name's been right out of my head now. But uh, Claudio Chum, Arena. Sorry, Claudio Arena. Was he, uh, well, he was yeah. more in England, yeah. but he was a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he came from there. Uh, so there are, there are good players come from there. But I think they are few and far between. And as I say, to get them up, I, I, I don't see the point of bringing him in in this window because if he's at that walking football stage, he's not going to bring in the second half of the, the season. He's not going to make that big a difference to us. In, in fact, I, I think I think he would bring us down instead of bringing us up. I, I mean, I was just looking there. So, he, obviously, Dundee United... If talking 2011 was when he, he kind of burst burst into the he made a lot of headline. I think I that they tagged him as the net the Scottish Messi, which I personally hate when the press do that because you never it's it takes a lot to then live up to that title. It's, that's was that was, was that with a Y or an I? <laughs> I believe at the time it was an I, but I think uh, <laughs> it went to sporting, it never worked out. I think they may have changed it to a Y at that point. Um, <laughs> I mean, 2011-12, he made one appearance. So that must have been the end of that season. 11, uh, 12, 13, 10 appearances, 13, 14, 31 appearances. Um, I think he was kicking out, kicking out into that kind of 16, 17 age range, which at that that time, playing in the top division in Scottish football, and that kind of done the United team. If you think back, you know, you had your Gary McCarry Stevens, um, Nadir Chiefchi, um, Stuart Armstrong. Um, you know, then I give credit to the fact that Ryan Gold was the only one of those uh, those players mentioned that didn't go to Celtic after it. Um, you know, he went to Port, uh, Sporting. He had a lot of loan spells. He actually he didn't actually go over to Vancouver until 2021. Um, after I think they picked him up as a free agent from Ferenc, who were in the Portuguese second division. I think he got them promoted that season. He had a really stellar season that year. He put, really put himself in the shop window. We we spoke about it in the. The Christmas video, I think Mason was saying he was a fan of the idea of us getting him then um, as a free agent. Um, 2021, uh, 10, 10 goal involvements in 19 games. Um, 2022, you know, 18 goal involvements in 28 games. Uh, 2023, 24 goal involvements in 34 games. And I think, as I said, he was a skipper for a good portion of that season there. He said that it's weird because he's now 28. But he looks like he's only getting better. This I'm wondering if this is where he's starting to really hit his peak. Um, I could be completely wrong. As I said, I've seen somewhere saying he wasn't really interested in doing another year in North America. But it was a, a, a contradicting that it was a, a couple of months back. They were saying that because Steve Clark had snubbed him for the Scotland team so many times, he was just gonna transfer his, his national allegiance to Canada. Uh, I don't, I, I don't remember the ins and outs of how it was possible, but there was talk of it was going to do it. Um, uh, I, I don't know if it's a relation of sorts or 
he's meeting some sort of played there long enough quota. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's one I was interested in, um, which is kind of uh, him and Shankland have kind of been two Scottish ones that have been brought up. One that I seen you kind of brought up, which I'll, I'll kind of let you talk on about, was Max Willoughby. Um, you said you've kind of put in the notes about his Rangers connection. That's a wee bit before my time. So if you want to kind of uh, talk about yeah, this kind of link, that's the first time I'd seen it, to be honest with you. I hadn't noticed it today. Um, just a, I'm really slacking. I haven't seen any Rangers news today at all. Um, apart from like the kind of basic stuff of this, you know, yeah, kind of Dutch players that we spoke about because I'm not going to try and pronounce them again, embarrass myself. Um, but I, uh, you, you said about we are kind of battling some other teams, uh, it was reported, and obviously yeah. some, some Rangers in his blood that uh, could be a movie he was looking at. Yeah, well, it's uh, Norwich City uh, and Bournemouth are, are looking at him as well. It's a Motherwell player, he plays for Motherwell, he's not played for the Motherwell first team yet. And uh, his granddad is Alex Willoughby. Uh, used to play for Rangers left back, I think. It was just when I was very, very young. I think he was the first left back I actually that I that I actually seen. I, I don't know whether I can remember Caldo. I, I always say and, and, and Caldo. I always say I can remember, but I, I, I don't think I can. But Alex Willoughby was certainly certainly in there when I was very, very young. I don't remember an awful lot about him playing, to be honest with you. But um, obviously, he, he, he had a really good Rangers name and he was known as a good, really good player at that time. So, obviously, good blood, as they say. But uh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen him yet. As I said, he hasn't come, come to, the, to the forefront at Motherwell yet. But he seems to be very, very well. The same with the boy Miller, who we were we were supposed to be fighting for as well. The mother will seem to be producing, and, and this is a wee bit that, that annoys me: is that how do, why are mother will get, and why are these boys not in the Rangers academy? Yeah. If if they're, they're so good, why are we missing these these, these players? And I, I suppose I suppose the answer is we can't get them all, and. Some might not be as good at twelve year old as uh, as they are later on, so I suppose that could play a part in it as well. But it, it seems that we're after Max Willoughby, and he does have Rangers blood, so we'll see what happens there. The one thing I, I would say is it's it's interesting because that would this would be similar to bringing in Bailey Rice, who was at Motherwell. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of fans. I, I said that to somebody the other month, and it. Um, I think it was because we're talking about can we not get him in the European squad but because he's only been at the club a year although he classes as a Scottish international he doesn't quite class as a, in, under some form of homegrown he's not academy trained but he's nationally trained I think it was um, so he wouldn't have been actually any use to us actually putting him in the European squad it would actually have been a hindrance if you were going to take out a, one of your English players or your if it was a Sifuentes Um it would have counted as the same kind of hit because they weren't uh, trained to be at the club. It was actually Motherwell's Youth Academy. Um, just more looking at that now, you're really talking about them having a decent track record now. Uh, Lennon Miller, obviously, is the main one. He's kind of been catching a lot of the headlines. Um, I'll just do it because everybody else does it. Son of Lee Miller. Every commentator, every radio station is always quick to mention that it's the son of Lee Miller. I feel sorry for the lad, he's never going to get it if his dad is a uh, limelight. 
Um, but I think I think the boy that sort of a uh, what do you think? We're talking about gold there. I think the boy that sort of a interested me a lot, and I would like to see him coming to Rangers uh, at the moment is uh, Aberdeen. The boy Connor. Connor Barron. Connor Corin Connor Barron. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he looks a really good player. Seen him playing for Scotland under twenty ones, I think it was, and he looked absolutely. He ran that game virtually. He looks a very, very good player, and that's that's a player I would certainly be for the team just now. I would certainly be interested in bringing him. I don't know whether he whether he would just be in every week in the team or whether he would be certainly a strong part of the pool. But that's that's a player that, that I would be. I think the the, the boy Wayne and Miller, and obviously this boy Willoughby, and obviously uh, Rice at the moment, um, Bailey Rice. Yep. Uh, I, I think they just seem to be on the light side at the moment for for getting near a first team. But then McCausland was also not thought good enough to be in the first team, and all of a sudden he gets a chance and he takes it. So we never know. Yeah, I don't think it. I mean, it was the same with Patterson. Patterson never really done anything till till he got his chances as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's. I think a lot of times it's uh, it's getting your chance. There was one thing that, that sort of disappointed me this reading this week. Uh, we were, there was talk about um, Lovelace coming back, and it seems it seems that uh, he'll he'll be back in January. That was uh, mm-hmm. as far as we know. But it seems that he's very unhappy and that he's uh, he's actually talking about leaving Rangers. So that's sort of a disappointment. I don't know how true that is, but that's sort of a disappointed me. I don't know. I, I know there's uh, a lot of contract talks that need to be done with the academy. I wonder if his agent's trying to get him a nice sweetener in there. Um, I think there was a lot of talk. I think it was something like McCausland, whose contract was going to be up at the end of the season, um, which was the whole point of it. Let's really try and get him nailed down for a few years. Um, since he broke into the first team, um, Robbie Fraser, I think Aaron Lyle, who today won the Academy Player of the Month, I think his contract's up at the end of the season as well. Uh, I don't know if the club have already put in the uh, the kind of uh, extension options that you see a lot of contracts having these days. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know if that could just be the agent trying to get him a sweetener to extend his contract. I, th- I think he's certainly highly rated by the Rangers support. Any team I've seen him, he's been superb. Um, but I would, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be the first time that we've had high hopes for academy players that just haven't really worked out. Um, I, I mean, I, was, I said at the start of the season that we, we, I went to Stenhouse Muir away with the B team uh, for the for the some coverage for the channel, and uh, Josh McPaik was playing that night. Um, he had a lot of, uh, I think he was the academy player of the year a couple of years ago under Gerard. Him and Kai Kennedy had a lot of. Uh, had a, had a lot of hype behind him. Gerard kind of bigged them up, and I think within the week, <laughs> McPake had been released, and he was told to find a new club. And I don't think he has a, a actual full time contract yet, which is just shows that you know he hyped them up too early, and that can happen. It's a weird thing. I think Scottish Scottish football is certainly, um, you know, it's really cranking out a lot of good young players. I mean, the one that was I was going to talk about there was David Watson at Kelly. Um, we obviously played Kilmarnock at Ibrox the other week and uh, he got subbed on quite early. I think it was for Liam Donnelly who came off the park and I thought he was really sharp. He was really kind of confident on the ball. He didn't look like an 18-year-old, but I was just 2005 born, so he'd, he'd fit into an academy perfectly, but he's playing you know professional games. Uh, I think that's another 
class that as a, a success for Derek McInnes, uh, McKelly. Um, certainly a who is actually just, to be fair, I know we don't like talking about him ever getting close to the Rangers job. He's doing a pretty decent job at Kelly this season. Um, he would certainly be on my shopping list. Um, but we need to wait and see. I, I, as you said before we came on air, it wouldn't be Rangers unless we're waiting with like 20 minutes to go at the end of the January window expecting seven signings or something like that. So... Staying staying with the academy, it seems that we we lost a player today. Yeah, is uh, Jamie Jamie Newton. He's he's just went to Nottingham Forest. You know, from what I've, from what I've heard, that Rangers are not very happy with that. That they, they had sort of a high hopes for him. So if if you're going to muck about with contracts, then that's that's what you're going to get. You're going to get players. You get some will sign a new contract, but you'll also get. Players. The, th- the, the thing is that I am very, very module about is that there should be a higher level for the B teams. The B teams, Rangers, Celtic, B teams, Hearts, maybe Aberdeen, they should have a B team in the professional game of Scottish football. Having them playing in the lower leagues is absolutely ridiculous. Playing against Dustman and uh, not the, oh, with the whole all due respect to Dustman's and Milkman and uh, all, all whatever. It's not the level of football these boys should be playing at, and that is that is what I, I believe was. I've, I've heard, uh, but these are rumours. By the way, don't take them as uh, as as the truth because I don't. I don't know. I'm just hearing this from reading this from websites. Is uh, that the, the Lovelace was pretty upset that they're not getting. Uh, not getting games every week, they're, they're just getting friendlies now and again. Uh, that was part of his. Uh, I mean, I think he was going to get promoted to the first team anyway. So I, I think it was a, a quite a strange time, if, if it is so like that. Then, uh, then it's very strange time to do it because I think he will definitely get his chance in the first team when he comes back. I mean, say Stephen Davis uh, and um, which was fair play to Stephen. I mean, it certainly was something we'd spoke about. That that time when he was stepping in as the interim manager, kind of the free hat, um, and he's got enough goodwill, more goodwill in the tank than you can can like put in paper for his service that he's gave to the club, for it like the the CV he has as a professional footballer, you but you're only gonna get and get a go against him. You're only gonna go in the bandwagon against him. He was chucked in at a horrible situation, and you know he gave McCausland a shot, he gave Lovelace a shot, the uh, Samarin. Um, I think he would have got assist. I don't know if they actually get. No, he wouldn't have got given the assist. It was a penalty, but he won the penalty, which was the the so called dubious handball, which I, which I'm sure we we'll see more of this season. Um, we've already seen it once. Um, we'll move on from that before we we start being told by the referees union that we're we're threatening them. Um, but yeah, he had, he contributed to that penalty. Um, I, I any time I've seen him, I've been really impressed. He's a smaller guy, but he, he's he's fast. You know, he's powerful in the ball, and he just has confidence. Like he's one of those just skillers that you, you kind of see these compilations of. Um, he, he kind of just that Stenhouse Muir game was a, a late winner. He scored the late winner, but it just took him. He made a big long bursting run for a ball over the top. It didn't quite work out. It was headed back into the middle of the park. He then gets the ball towards the edge of the box gets up and just takes on two defenders and it was just the this is my moment and I'm going to grab it 
and there's nothing you can do about it, kind of, I'm just going to go and score the winner, and you can't stop me, and he, lo and behold, he does, and it was just a kind of really stellar performance. It's funnily enough, he kind of pulled up at the end of the 90 of that one as well, um, chasing a ball into the corner to, to kill time, um, which I think it was one of the things that flared up again. Another flare-up at Rangers, who would have seen that coming with injuries? Um, I should have asked that for my Christmas, a clean injury list at, at Rangers. Um, instead, I got a calendar, a Rangers FC calendar, which is Sam Lambers in June. So that's going to be funny, <laughs> flipping the calendar to June and seeing somebody that doesn't actually play for us. Um, but aye, I, 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 that's just the way it's going to be. I'm sure we'll have a, a very other interesting I don't know, what, a week or so left in the, the January window. But uh, just conscious of time, uh, I'll kind of do a, a wrap-up. Unless you have anything else that you can you can think of bringing up, David. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to bring up was that the uh, Rangers lost a court case today against the old kit man, Jim McAllister, and they've got to pay him £13,000 compensation. Now, I think this really is Rangers, if, for their employees, I think it's pretty bad sight for Rangers not to, not to be doing this the right way. I think trying just trying to sack a guy uh, was the wrong way to do it. I don't know what the right way to do it was. I'm not in, the, in that position. But obviously this was the wrong way to do it. Obviously the guy had a contract and they should have off paid him off or or uh, made it, made it, got rid of No, got rid of him. That's the wrong word, sorry. Into or, an agreement of sorts, aye. Yeah, I, they should have went out of way with an agreement. And the way they done it was obviously wrong. And it's not the way Rangers should be doing it. So I hope that we have learned from this and we, in the future we don't have any court cases where um, our employees are taking us to court because they've been wrongly dismissed. Aye, that, that's one of again, as I said, I've had a really poor day at keeping up to date with the Rangers news today. Um, yeah, that's a good one to bring up, actually. Just to end there, obviously we want to be the standard bearers. Um and you know, it's want to be held accountable where we've made those mistakes, and that's rightly so. And fair play. Um, that just just to, to finish it off, uh, Andrew, the uh, the guy Jim McAllister is called. He has ended up at Al Etufak with Stephen Gerrard yeah. as the kit man. So he has uh, he has maybe landed on his feet. Oh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he'll be having a great time in Saudi Arabia with a. Uh, Stevie G. Um, I'm hoping Stevie G would have taken Michael Beale with him earlier in the season, um, but he somehow got the Sunderland job. I don't know how he flipped that, but fair play to him. Um, yeah, well, I think we'll wrap it up there before I, I go into a, a downward spiral remembering the Michael Beale performances this season. Um, but thanks again, all the listeners. I'll bring it up again at the end. Um, Jim, first of all, the money that you've you've, you've chucked in over the years, um, Especially this season, anytime I've been on, it's, it's been constant, and, and I will always thank you for that one. But for it, it was for a good cause this time. Um, it was bringing up a good message there. Um, so top gent. Um, thanks again, all the listeners. I will finish with our usual goodbyes. I will say goodbye, Davy. What's what's your kind of what would you say to your your the listeners tonight? What's your kind of thank yous and and your kind of yeah. I'll give you the last kind of word. Yeah, just thanks for listening and uh, hopefully we're getting into uh, the new year 
uh, which would uh, well, it's not the first game. The, the, the first game was Kilmarnock, but we're hopefully we'll be going into the second part of the season successfully. And 2024 will be a, a, a great year for us. So I hope for that and uh, all the best. Oh, one thing, sorry, I just want to bring up anybody that wants to see Hyde smile, I believe SP20 are playing on Saturday. Don't put me 100% on that. It might be Sunday, but I think it's Saturday evening. They're playing as Z. So you will probably get a look. Anybody that wants to get a look at Hyde Small, Small will probably be able to do there. I'll still be tuning in for that one. Uh, and I'll, again, I'll point again to uh, the Jairs are playing on Saturday afternoon in Spain uh, behind closed doors. I think it is behind closed doors. I know there's been a couple of fans who have been yeah. observing the, the training. I don't know if they're actually going to be... I don't think it'll be ticketed, at least, um, is what the club said, so don't travel to it. I think their official wording was. Um, but it will be live on Rangers' YouTube channel. And then Tuesday night, um, Copenhagen at Ibrox. Um, there'll be press access again. For, I'll be Myself, I'll be there. Um, so we'll be doing our kind of usual pre-game, our half-time show and our post-game. Uh, we'll try and get whoever the club is offering up um, to, for their kind of post-game reactions. Um, which is great again, and that's that opportunity doesn't happen without the support from you, the viewers, the listeners back on Spotify or you know wherever you find your podcast. So thank you from myself, Davies had his thanks. Um, so we'll, all that's left to say is we are the people. <laughs>